Well, this Thursday I met with our preschoolers for the first time in the calendar year. Every other week or so I gather with them to tell stories of God's love. We use a modified version of godly play, which is sort of a Montessori way of teaching Bible stories. So on Thursday we had our first chapel. And as Carrie can attest, most of the work with the preschoolers, and especially chapel, is like creating order out of mass chaos. Most chapels sort of remind me of the first chapter of Genesis about how like when the earth was crazy and the void was deep and everything was chaos and without light and totally in the dark and the jaw and the land were somehow all mixed up that God created this wonderful ordered thing. So chapel to me with preschoolers is always like trying to create some beautiful, wonderful, ordered thing out of God's creation. A quiet place to listen to God with a lot of antsy children who are very distracting and sometimes just jumping up and wandering. So on Thursday we had our first chapel and I always start chapel with blessing of the backpacks. And I do it really similar to how we do it here when you all come to the altar and I put things in your backpack. Only instead of coming to the altar, we make this big circle right here on the floor. And we cram in there, and kids open their backpacks for me, and I walk around to each kid, and I give them a smiley face. And I say prayers of joy as I go around. How I hope God, you know, brings us joy this year, and how I hope each kid experiences happiness, and how I know each kid has light and love and happiness in their lives. And put a little smiley face in their bag. Then I give them a little sparkly, and it's the light of Christ, and I go around to each kid and put the sparkly in their bag and say prayers that they might carry the light of Christ with them all school year in bright times and in dark times. And then I walk and give them a heart, and I put it in their bags, and we talk about how we hope God's love travels with them each year. I give them a cross and remind them that God is with them all the time and that they carry God. And then I give them holy water. After all, what's a good Episcopal blessing without holy water? And I tell them about how this is the special water of new beginnings and how it washes us clean each day and how it reminds us that when we do bad things, we can always begin again. Kind of like after we get into the bathtub after a really messy day. It's the water of new beginnings, I tell them. And so I go back to the font and I grab the font and I bring the water back up and I sit down and say, this is the water of new beginnings. And then I come back and I sprinkle it in all the backpacks. And we pray prayers for students that they might have a new beginning and a good new year, and that they might have the ability to start anew each day. For this is the water of new beginnings. Now what I usually don't field after chapel is a whole lot of commentary. But this week, I happened to be in my office and around the bathrooms about the time the morning class was leaving to go home with their parents. And apparently, the waters of baptism, the water of new beginning, had made quite a splash that day. And I mean that literally, because as the morning class was leaving, I heard three students giving commentary to their parents about the water of new beginning. One said, Mom, Priest Amanda put all kinds of things in our backpack today, and she told us to look for something special when we got home. 
Now, they only had something special when they got home because I forgot the crosses for the morning class and had to go back and sneak them in later. But if it takes a kid going home to go through their backpack to find light and love and joy and a symbol of Christ, I'm all about it. Two students, however, had really good commentary on their experience. Mom, one said, today we went to chapel and priest Amanda put the water of new beginning in my backpack. And I can still see it. It's still there. Dad, another one said, today we went to chapel and Amanda put the water of new beginning in my backpack. And it had art in there. And the water touched it. And I can see it on the art. Now one might assume that the water of new beginnings is always a good comment. But from hearing the conversation on the other side of my office door, I can tell you that this was not a good comment. The child was at best pensive trying to figure out why the water was on his artwork. And apparently the artwork had been somewhat altered by the waters of the new beginning. My initial reaction was to offer an apology. But the more I thought about it this week, the more I thought about the waters of new beginning altering the work of our lives, the less apologetic I became. And I thought, well, that's how it should be. I mean, the waters of new beginning long after they have dried should leave a profound impact on our life's work. We should be able to look at our lives, whether it be children's art or work or the way we treat others or our writing or accounting or our family or our backpack or briefcases and see those spots of the waters of new beginning all around. It should make a total difference to how our lives look, how our work looks. In the pre-revival for today, we read the proverb story about how having the heart and mind and soul and wisdom of God in our hearts can help us overcome the worst of calamities and the most dreaded of disasters with ease. The psalmist reminds us that the marks made on us by God's word are the words which revive our soul and make life-giving, sustaining marks on our lives. That the word of the Lord leaves spots of rejoicing and happiness, making us feel lighter and see clearer. The psalmist reminds us that the words of the Lord and the law of the Lord are clean, and they leave marks of truth and justice and righteousness upon us. And that by meditating more and more on God's word, we become enlightened. Just like carrying around those smiley faces and hearts and God's light and those darn spots in the backpacks, we continually carry God's spots with us. One of the reasons why I'm really loving our UTO challenge is that it's reminding us each day to give thanks in, which, in the ways in which God has marked and altered our lives. And for those of you who worked through today's challenge this morning, you'll know that the meditation takes a note from our psalm, or at least sounds a lot like our psalm, 
or our Proverbs reading, I'm sorry, when it was talking about how when life is overwhelming and things are falling down around us, that God is there creating something new. The questions for today were centered around how gratitude has helped us see God in difficult situations and what new things God might be doing in calamity and difficulty and destruction. By giving thanks to God, we are reminded that God's mark is with us continually in good times and is bad. Now, those marks, just like my little friend, those little spots of the beautiful waters of baptism and new beginning, are not always received with the most joy. When we are called to new things or to change or to see our lives in the way God is calling us to see them, we too might be pensive at best, like my little friend who had spots all over his artwork this week. I mean, sometimes it's okay for new beginnings as long as they really don't make a difference or mess up our lives or our daily routines. But when they do start messing with things, we start asking questions like, is it really necessary for all this water to be on my stuff, God? So sort of what Peter is asking today in the gospel. Is it really necessary for us to go through all this mess? Surely we don't have to go through crucifixion and resurrection and suffering and dying. Surely we don't have to take up our crosses too. Surely this stuff doesn't have to get real messy, God. A lot of times we ask, like that little kid, if it's necessary for all this messiness to be in our lives. Jesus says in the gospel today to Peter and to us, if anyone wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake, for the sake of the gospel, will save it. We are to take up our lives in the form that God calls and to live with messy artwork every day. So to you all and to my little preschool friend, I'm not going to apologize for sprinkling your lives and messing them up with the waters of new beginning. The water's already there. It's stuck on you and it's there to stay. It may not make you feel good all the time when you're called to do something on the behalf of Christ but it's the ministry to which you gained when you were in that water, and it is a beautiful new ministry of new life. So we always carry with us the love and light and happiness in dark times and in good, and we keep on moving. For we have no choice because the waters have permanently altered our life. Jesus says to us, for those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Let's be thankful for our marks and go in peace to love and serve the Lord.